Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Friday Night Showcase at Ari's Tavern. Thank you so much for coming out and supporting live comedy here in Denver, Colorado. Give yourselves a big, big round of applause. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much. If you're watching online, we're also live streaming tonight at hugeshow.com. That's E-U-G-E-S-H-O-W. Dot com. So if you've got some friends that would like to see a live comedy show from Denver, Colorado, please text them now. So thank you so much. People online, we are here at Ari's Tavern, 5686 Pecos Street here in Denver, Colorado. Home of the world famous Ari's Burger. We, we, we really love it here. So And thank you so much to Ari's for, for supporting live comedy. A big hand for Ari's. We are also sponsored by... Maria Navin Lassiter of Hernandez Real Estate, um, there to serve all of your real estate needs here in Denver, Colorado, residential housing. So uh, we will be putting up a, a slide with her face on there so and her phone number. So uh, give her a call if you're moving into Denver and need to buy or sell her home, or if you live right here and need to buy or sell her home. If somebody walked up to your house and said, hey, I want to give you a couple of hundred thousand dollars like they're doing in this neighborhood right now. Um, she can help you out with that. So that's Maria Navin Lassiter at Hernandez Real Estate. Okay, here we go. We're going to get the show started. Um, I'm not going to host the show. I just, I, I, um, I like to let other, the other kids, the guys who um, are coming up in the business, run the entire show. Uh, so the host tonight, a uh, very funny guy. And I want, you to, I want you to get to know these comics. These are young comics that are coming up. I want you to, if you're online, find them on Facebook. If you like them here in this building, Tell them that you like them. Facebook friend them. Like their pages. Tell them that you're going to go to shows that you're really not going to go to. But, you know, just whatever. I really just support these guys. This, this is the business. This is exactly how the business has become. So, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm going to bring to the stage now your host and MC right there. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dick Black is right there. Dick Black. One more time for Eugene Kenny, get some love. Doing what he does. How are you guys? What's up, man? You got dreads? Hell yeah. You know he smoke weed, huh? Do you smoke weed? What? Okay. Don't ever judge a book by its cover, ladies and gentlemen. Is he? All right. No. You smoke weed, don't you? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a sample of your hair. Come on, man. Welcome to Ari's Comedy Showcase. Are you guys, for the first time, if you guys are here for the first time, can I get a, a, a hand in the air? Hell yeah. And for you guys that have been here before, let's see it. Come on, let's hear it. Hell yeah. You guys know what's up. That's that good comedy right there. That's that good comedy feeling. Black History Month, how do y'all feel about that, huh? I didn't even know, I forgot. It's because I don't have a TV. That's what happens when you don't have television. Because they don't have, it's not like Christmas. When it's Christmas, you see Christmas, right? Trees, lights, wreaths, presents, happiness, cheer, debt. Black History Month, you don't see a tree. You better not. 
Motherfucker put a tree up, we got problems. Like, what's up with this tree, man? Happy Black History Month. Like, put the tree away. What's up with the ropes, man? But there ain't no damn table up here for me, nothing. They just said, go to work. Don't kick over your drink. We don't have the Bissell this week. You guys know what a Bissell is, shit. Give him a bar stool. Give him a bar stool. Yeah, give me a bar stool, please. Like he said, my name is Dick Black. I'm the host of MC tonight. You can imagine with a name like Dick Black, the employment opportunities. You fill out your application, last name first. It's like, what the hell? Where am I going to work? This is impossible. Where am I going to work? I got a job at Dick's Sporting Goods. Just so I can say the place was mine. Welcome to Dick's. Buy some shit. Then I got fired for cursing. But I had fun at my job, because my name is Dick Black, also known as Black Dick. I used to be a stripper. This time last year, I was a stripper. My stage name was Girth Brooks. I had to spice it up a little bit, going that motherfucker with a, with a cowboy hat and shit. That's what happens when you don't finish school. Shit's crazy. But we in Black History Month. Tomorrow is the day that most of you guys hate Valentine's Day. I figured it out. If you hate Valentine's Day, you're probably a hoe. Admit it. That's the only holidays that hoes is like, fuck that lovey-dovey shit. Hoes, you know what I'm saying? Gotta be careful. It's a holiday. Nonetheless, it's just a day. Buy some roses. Hell, buy some carnations. And some chocolates. Now they got asshole chocolate. Y'all seen that? What the hell? I mean, seriously, baby, I like the way your ass look. I want to eat it. Send your print into the chocolate factory so we can get some chocolates. Some dude said, uh, what he said, Vajali Rancher. I'm like, what the hell? Sex best round end up with E. coli eating ass chocolate. You got to be careful, people. Don't eat ass chocolate. Y'all don't like these jokes, okay? I, I appreciate your I appreciate your candor. I appreciate your candor. It's that time of the year, though. Right now, I'm currently uh, celebrating the anniversary of R. Kelly peeing on that girl's face. A lot of you guys probably don't remember this, but about 10 years ago, R. Kelly peed on a 14-year-old girl's face. What you guys don't know is she was stung by a jellyfish. In Chicago. I'm just saying, it can happen. R. Kelly's rich. He got all kind of money. He probably got fish tanks in every room with jellyfish in them. But hey girl, you want to make a quick hundred bucks? Yeah. Want to make a quick hundred dollars? Hell yeah. Why don't you grab one of those jellyfish and put it on your face? I'm gonna go grab the camcorder. For you guys that don't know, if you get stung by a jellyfish, you gotta pee. It's all right. 
It's all right. It's, it's, it's surprising. It's all right. I'm a father of two kids. Right now I'm in a lawsuit with Kroger condoms. Should have known not to buy them. Condom was spelled with a K. Got a thousand condoms for a dollar. Saved a bunch of money on my fuel points. That was tight. Sub man said, entertainment purposes only. So I put one on. I figured I'll entertain you. Went to the store. Bought ourselves a Kroger pregnancy test. Read the back of the box. Said if you use Kroger condoms, you're pregnant. Bought some Kroger KY. It was spit. Basically, Kroger sucks, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that buys Kroger, you, I feel for you. Kroger, everything sucks. She was mad, though. She was like, I'm pregnant. I said, I know. Well, maybe we could get the morning after pill. I said, no, I'm a stand-up comedian. I'm still doing open mics. That's what I told her at the time. She goes, well, okay. I said, well, how about we do the Kroger morning after pill? That's where you push a girl down the stairs. <laughs> Hey, calm down, people. We didn't have any stairs. My son's name is Kroger. Real talk? Telling you right now, Kroger sucks. I bought some Kroger toilet paper, soaking wet. Bought some Kroger wet wipes, dry as a bone. Bought Kroger toothpaste, breast smell like shit. Bought a Kroger chicken, took it home, killed it. It was delicious. Stay away from Kroger. My second kid was Immaculate Conception. Her name's Vasectomy. Like, Vasectomy, get your ass down the street. Shit is tight, man. We're in a, I'm just happy, man. We're in, a, we're in a state where right now we can smoke legal marijuana. Right now in my pocket, I got prescription. Prescription weed. Came out the store the other day, dude, you smell like weed. I said, no, I smell like medication. <laughs> Sativa, motherfucker, to be exact. I like smoking that, that Jamie Lee Curtis, also known as a hybrid. It's just delicious. It's got some crazy ass names for weed though, man. I'm smoking this shit right now called Green Mile. You take one hit, exhale, bees come out of your mouth. That's right, it's okay if, unless you're allergic to bees. Killed my roommate. Took another hit, exhale, brought him back to life. Delicious, delicious green mile weed. They got this shit out there right now called cat piss. Can you believe they have a, they actually have a, 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 a strain called cat piss. And the only way you can get cat piss is by taking cat piss and pouring it in the soil. Now, how the hell do you get your hands on cat piss? You ain't got, like, you ain't got cats waiting in line to pee in a cup. Like, he's trying to grow some good weed. Let's go ahead and stand in line. Let's get some, he'll give us some catnip. That ain't happening, people. You got to put ShamWow in the litter box. That's right. But you need some good weed, though. Some good shit does smell like cat piss. Amazing. 
guys gotta try it. Right now, since I just got my medical card, which you just saw the weed, I got it because most people smoke Indicas. If you guys know what Indicas are, Indicas put your ass to sleep, okay? When your ass is homeless, you can't afford to be sleeping on park benches and shit. Like, can I help you? No, I just smoke some Indica. Mind your own fucking business. So I gotta get this tea, I gotta get the strong shit. So I go in the dispensary, I'm like, like how, how can I help you today? I'm like, I wanna get the strain that makes me paranoid. I wanna feel like the police are behind me. So they gave me a strain called law enforcement. It came in a blue and red bag. It smelled like bacon. Sativa. Shit's crazy, man. Fuck that, man. I'm just glad it's legal. At first, I was pissed, because as soon as it became legal, I got evicted. So I paid rent, you know what I'm saying? When you look on TV and you see everybody in line that used to buy weed from you, you're like, what the fuck? My lights got turned off. Don't find that shit funny? You didn't know how much weed I sold. Fucked up my whole hustle. I had to get a job. You know how fucked up that was? Nobody wanted a job. That's what I was selling weed for. It was good weed! Till it went legal. And I'm legally broke. <laughs> broke and I'm homeless. People look at me and say, you don't look homeless. I said, what the fuck does homeless look like? Well, if you smell like shit. I said, I can take care of that. Give me 15 minutes. That's just crazy, man. I, I, I was home. I just got a place. Y'all should clap for that. I just got a place. Hell yeah. That lady with the she at the table. She's like, I don't, I don't care what you get right now. You're mad at me, aren't you? I love you. I do. What'd she say? She want my phone number. What? Girl, I just met you. That was my comedy portion. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I really do. I really do. I really do. More importantly, we have a wonderful show for you tonight. We have a lot of comedians that are new, and some of them are seasoned, if you will. And they're hilarious. They're going to they're gonna make you laugh. If you don't laugh, it's because you didn't want to. Let's be honest. Okay. But you're gonna laugh. You're gonna enjoy yourself. We got, I don't even like saying this, because I'm not, I'm not even, I'm not even gonna say it. You guys are just gonna see. And then at the end of the show, you're gonna be like, hey, he didn't say anything about it. So get ready for that. You guys ready for that? Are you? All right. Well, before I can bring on your first act, we have to, we gotta give her a round of applause. You know what I'm saying? We gotta give her something to come up here to, something that she can look forward to, something she can believe in. I want everybody to please put your damn hands together for Piper Shepherd. All right, hello everyone. Um, you guys, I just want to be able to eat McDonald's and it not be associated with sadness. You know, because I heard somebody say yesterday, they were like, yeah, you know, nobody likes the taste of McDonald's. We just buy it because it's cheap. And I'm like, no, I disagree. I think it tastes like rainbows and cocaine. 
And I've got at least five more years before I have to start taking my health seriously. Um, I think that women with pubic hair are more confident than women without it. Um, because women with pubic hair are never looking down at their crotches wondering like, is it razor rush or could it be the start of a herpes outbreak? <laughs> you guys, um, I used to be a vegan. Back in the day, uh, I was inspired to go vegan uh, by this pro-anorexia blog I used to read for weight loss advice. You know, that was one of the things it told me to do, you know, in your journey to anorexia. And I was like, well, I'll stop at vegan, right? Because then I can get smoking hot like Karen Carpenter, but I don't have to tragically die from, like, real anorexia like Karen Carpenter, and it'll be great. But vegan, veganism kind of sucks, so now I just do that thing where I get blackout wasted and vomit all night. <laughs> and I like to call that one the magician's bulimia. And it's a lot more fun than veganism, you guys. Alcoholism, so much better. Um, I also smoke a lot of weed, um, but I don't like to be called a stoner. Like, I hate that tag we kind of have. Because I was raised in Alabama, you know, and I was the weird kid. And uh, people in small southern towns, you know, think weird kids are demonic witches. So um, now, when people ask me if I want to get stoned, my first question is, okay, well, do you mean get high or, like, stoned to death? Because um, I have this friend who's really into astrology. Uh, he's, like, obsessed with his sign. And he's in Aries, and he's always telling me, like, bragging about being an Aries. Like, yeah, man, it's the number one sign in the Zodiac. It's a fire sign, and fire is the best of all the elements. Like, take that. And it was, it was really funny one day when he actually burned his apartment down. Um, this is a true story. He was trying to defrost a frozen Capri Sun in the microwave, and he... he uh, his apartment went up in flames, and so he calls me up and he's telling me about it, and I'm like, you know, I feel bad for you, but you know you are a fire sign. Like, that would never happen to me, because I'm a water sign, you know? And I'm also not on day six of a heroin binge, because this guy was a junkie, but um, I stand by the belief that a s heroin brings out your truest astrological colors, you know? Um... I, I'm into guys who have long hair, but like I'm not trying to fuck a hippie. And um, no offense, not my thing. It gets confusing though with the hair, because one time I was hooking up with a guy because he had really nice long hair. Like, you know, I, I didn't know he was some weird hippie freak, right? And so we start hooking up, and while we're having sex, right in the middle of it, this guy reaches over, grabs Sage, and starts burning Sage. And then he leans in and he says, um, you know, Piper, I don't tell every girl this, but I want to share this with you. Um, I'm a Wiccan, and I practice magical spells. And I'm like, well, why, why would you think I was one of the girls you could tell that to, buddy? Um, you know? Like, what spell are you trying to cast on me at this moment? Because I gotta tell you, 
if it's not an orgasm spell, not fucking into it, guy. Um, but maybe it was my fault. You know, maybe I really should have seen it coming. Like, this guy was my yoga instructor, you guys. Um, yeah. So I do drugs, you guys. Um, I do a lot of drugs. I'm not special. Um, I used to think so, though. I used to think I was pretty special because I used to think that my drug stories were like the greatest of all time until I became friends with this girl who followed the band Fish on tour for five years. And she made me realize that all my drug stories were really sad and pathetic. Like, I was talking to her about the first time I did acid. I was like, yeah, man, the first time I did acid. I was like 18 years old in Las Vegas. Like, fucking turned into a mermaid at the Paris Hotel. It was crazy, man, it was awesome. She was like, man, one time at Fish, I did like 30 hits of acid and I was tripping face for like a week until eventually I passed out underneath the van in a pile of dog shit. And it took me three days to get to the next fish show because some asshole thought I was dead and called an ambulance. <sighs> okay, um, first time I did ecstasy, I was 17 years old and I ran away from home and I went to Seattle and I went to the rave, took ecstasy at the rave, it was party, it was crazy, man, it was awesome. And she was like, man, well, one time at fish, I was doing all this molly, right? I was doing lines of Molly all night long, and I ended up standing there screaming at the top of my lungs for like eight hours for fish, like after they had long been off the stage, because all of that Molly I was doing turned out to be meth. And, you know, that's why I prefer to hang out with heroin addicts, because they're less competitive. Okay? I don't want to compete. <laughs> Day three of fish at Dick's, man. I, I don't want to be on my, like, 12th line of, you know, surprise meth. Like, um, you guys, the, the best way to tell, like, to know if you're a cat person or a dog person is based on whichever one you're capable of keeping alive the longest. <laughs> But I really hate that question, though, when people ask me, oh, are you a dog person? Because it's usually somebody that has a dog and they're trying to figure out if me and that dog are gonna feng shui, you know? And I'm like, well, I have a question for you. Is your dog cool or is it a piece of shit? Because I had this friend who had this really, like, piece of shit dog and I think that the dog was a piece of shit because he named it the lipstick. He's like, yeah, this is my dog. His name's The Lipstick. He's a real diva. Like, yeah, dog's diva. Your dog is a total piece of shit um, because you gave it that pretentious name, you know? Like, it's like how my parents named me Piper Marie Shepherd. And they tried and tried really hard. They did everything right. They were supposed to raise a decent, civil human being. And now they look at me, and I look at me, and we're like, whoa, what happened? You got all fucked up, man. Like, where did we go wrong? I'm like, well, your first mistake was naming me PMS. Um, you guys, thank you so much. Um, give it up for Dick Black. Keep it going for Piper Shepard. Give her some love. Oh, yeah. Doing all them drugs.
That's, that's what's up. I only smoke weed. Last time I did coke was because they ran out of Pepsi. I'm just saying. With ice. You know what I'm saying? Let's keep this show rolling. You guys ready for your next comedian? Ready? Show your love. Give her your love. Put your damn hands together for Shanae Ross. fly in the milk. <laughs> Ladies, if you're sexy and you know it, clap your hands. Okay, we got some self-esteem issues back over here. You was smart, you was kind, you was important. I did that for you, girl. I'm surprised that, you know, ladies, we, we here. We should be at the movies watching Fifty Shades of Grey, no? Oh, that's Sunday? I'll meet you there. Okay, because okay, I don't know why we're here. Okay, this is good. Okay. He's got good. one star. And one star. Really? Yes. SM? Chains and stuff? Got one star? From a man. From a Yeah, that figures. <laughs> Ladies, did we get everything that we needed for pre Valentine's Day? So some of y'all might be the side pieces. You know about you know about that. You got him in line, don't you? You keep, are y'all married? Oh, oh, that's just your male friend. Okay, yeah. How long y'all been together? Eight eight years. Y'all married or what? Y'all just cool. Y'all got kids? No kids. <laughs> not oh, not together. Okay, blended family. Oh, okay, I can dig eight years. Okay. Are you gonna spend time with her tomorrow? Or you got somebody else lined up. <laughs> that oh, uh, what? Ladies, don't act like that. That happens. That that happens. Look, look. She said, "Oh yeah, I wish the fuck Eric would show up tomorrow." Talking about, let's go. I like white people's public display of affection. I do, I, I like it, I, I, yes. I know that y'all together. Us, not so much. Brother leave us in the car, the car's still running, you trying to get your person to catch up with him, and then you go to reach for his hand and kind of give him a little public display of affection and he act like Emily Rose from The Exorcist, like get the fuck off me. So you got, I gotta do jazz hands to kind of play it off. Like I shouldn't have to, I shouldn't have to figure out if I'm with you, Derek. Todd, he'll open up the door. If there's a puddle, put the coat down. Not us, not us. I think it's hard, women, and agree with me if you don't, to stay fit here in Colorado. Um, it's just a lot of pressure from some white women. Um. <laughs> Stay fit. If you wanna run up to Pike's Peak, that's your business. That's your business. And y'all work out all the time. Any type of season, y'all there. And I applaud you. You got that orange, what is it, the orange, the go fit, cross fit, 
all that shit. And it's them Kardashians that got y'all like this. You want a tighter butt? Work out. Black women, no. We work out when we about to meet Jesus, probably. Or if our baby's dad is about to get out. We want to him to see that the time that he wasted wasn't in vain. Is it just me? Uh, I find myself eating food that I shouldn't be eating and watching Biggest Losers. <laughs> and judging them like they got some nerve as I dig in to a Granny Smith apple pie and a tub of ice cream. That's my business, not yours. Women, I feel like that we should do a better job of identifying our bodies. I know oftentimes it's like, I don't like the way my thighs rub together, or I got bat wings and then you shake this little meat under here, or I got turkey neck and then you do this and you pull out this extra skin. Like you shouldn't have to tell people your, inner, your imperfections, love you for you. If your man don't want to lift up that extra belly and get all in the middle, that's his issue. That's his issue, not yours. You embrace that belly, girl. You embrace it. So, okay. So, women, I think that we should, again, identify our bodies via feet, via seasons. So, summer, that's the tightest your body's ever going to be. That's Cancun ready. Bikini ready. Maybe you want to wear a one piece, whatever. You kind of count your carbs, do what you got to do. You may not eat after seven. Spring, you kind of slowly getting into working out. You may go from working out from four days to two days. You may not eat a lot of, you know, fried foods, whatever. Fall, that's kind of, you know, you do enough just to kind of get by. You ain't dead, but you just do what you got to do. Winter. You just let your body completely go. That's that Thanksgiving and, and you know, Christmas all wrapped up into one. Now, ladies, if you here with your man or your girlfriend, don't ask them right now what season your body is in. I don't want to be responsible for any type of domestic situation that may take place here at Ari's Tavern. You look over, y'all go home tonight, and you be like, babe, did you like the comedy show? And you be like, yeah, I, I did. So Shanae said, you know, seasons, and I've been working out, and I had kids. And in his mind, he's like, please don't ask me this. So what season do you think, you know, I am? And then, you know, ladies, we automatically go to summer. I'm thinking summer. And in his mind, he's like, no, nah, bitch, I'm thinking winter 88, blizzard. That's why I got this heat on, to melt you down. You ain't cold? No. that every race has that hoe? Has that hoe. Okay, no, listen, roll with me there. Hispanic women, y'all got Maria. Maria is a hoe. If there's a Maria here, I'm not saying that you are personally a hoe. I'm just saying that I know a lot of Marias that are hoes. Oh, yes. Where, oh, yes. Maria. That bitch, Maria? Like you, Maria. If you hear Maria, most likely she's a hoe. She's a home wrecker. Black when we got Keisha. If you hear Keisha, Keisha's a hoe. She's a hood rat. White women, y'all got like Samantha, Tabitha, Amber. Maybe y'all all hoes. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to judge. 
I don't want to judge nobody. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to judge nobody. That's all I'm saying. I noticed that white women, if you, if you find out that you're the other woman, you and that other woman have a relationship. Like y'all text, hey, is John over there? Oh, okay. Enjoy your night, I'll see him tomorrow. Black women, we don't do stuff like that. We gonna come and bust the windows out your car. <laughs> I'm not saying me personally, I'm gonna do that. I'm not saying that, I'm just saying black women, they don't like to know that they the side piece. They, they don't like that, they don't. White women, y'all embrace that. He just said that he's gonna leave her tomorrow and be with me. Black women be like, fuck that. We gonna go to his mama's house, we gonna go to his grandma's house. And you be like, why did, we gonna go to his church? Like, by any means necessary. If you decide ho, you just decide ho. I'm familiar. Now, I'm not familiar with the side hole. I've been in a lot of cars with the side holes, going to the place to get the man out. And I, personally, I enjoyed it. I like that type of recklessness, I do. I like to see a man's eyes get big like he got caught by cheaters, but except it was the girl that caught him. Like, I like that type of stuff. He in there dancing and she be like, excuse me, he, She'd be like, come outside before I shut this whole shit down. She'd be like, all right, all right, no, now. And then the police come. I like that type of stuff. I do. I just like being in the car. I'm not saying I personally, I, like, I'm just, I like being, not in the police car, but I'm saying I like being in the car going to the scene. I just, has it been 10 minutes? Has it been my 10 minutes? I got one minute. Well, I enjoyed y'all. I did. I did. Um, white women, feel free to find me on Facebook, and uh, we can do the Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, yeah, we can definitely do that. Um, you, too. Um, if you have a party or something coming up, you'd like me to come. I'm definitely available to be there with you. Um, I look like your, ser your surrogate kid, kind of. Like, I look like I belong to y'all. Let me ask my mom some, I'm gonna talk to y'all when I get off, cause I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe y'all my parents, for real, like. I look like I could be Hispanic, that's cool. Well, it was a pleasure making you guys laugh this evening. And uh, again, my name is Shanae Ross, feel free to find me on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Black People's Meets, um, all of that, all right? <laughs> Keep it going for Shanae Ross. Hell yeah. Yeah, side pieces hate Valentine's Day. They hate it. Keep it going, y'all. Y'all love that. Let's get this next comedian up here. You guys ready for your next comedian to come on stage? You ready? Put your damn hands together for Bear Quattlebaum. I know what you're thinking. Man, this chick's got the worst beard I've seen all night, but his B-cups are pretty perky-like. You guys, like every other person that's gonna come up on this stage probably tonight, I too consume a fair amount of marijuana. And on the right morning, with no other responsibilities, I can be like astronaut level high by 9.30. And normally that seems like a good thing until you go to 7-Eleven and realize that you're too high to be at 7-Eleven. 
the main indicator that you're too high to be at 7-Eleven is you're contemplating the dietary options of food that spins like this. And a part of my brain is thinking, man, you don't want to eat that. Someday you want women to want to touch you. And another more prominent voice in my head is like, dude, fuck that. Put chili and cheese on both of them and let the mouth do what the mouth does. <laughs> so I did that. And about a half an hour later, what happened in my bathroom is best described as a hate crime against my toilet. And the worst part is, is I know I'm gonna get stoned and do it again. You guys, until recently I was a pizza delivery person by trade. I'm 37 years old. I have a pre-tween. Like I have an 11 year old and a nine year old. I'm a fucking adult and I delivered pizza. And I did it for a long time because it's easy money. It's like being a stripper, you guys. You can do it forever if you keep the right attitude. It's also a lot like being a gynecologist, though. You smell some crazy shit the whole time you're on the clock, and you're not allowed to taste any of it, no matter how bad you want to. I was trying to hold out. I figured eventually I was gonna ring that magic doorbell, like the one you see in the adult films. She was gonna open the door in like a nightgown, a little upset. I was gonna come in and give her her big sausage. She was gonna then tip me because I served a good service. It never happened, you guys. I'll never know. It's just like a sad lost moment and I'm reflecting. You guys, I'm gonna be 40 soon and that just recently started like fucking with my head. Like my grandpa got married, he went like at 18, he went to World War II. And then he came back and he got married and he built a farm. And then he died on that farm. Like he had a couple kids, I'm a general offspring. You guys, by the time I was 30, I'd been married, had a career, got divorced, lost that career, became an alcoholic, picked up a drug habit, gained, like, reached 600 pounds, and then had a moment of, oh shit, I'm gonna die, and then I brought it all back just so I could stand here like an asshole in front of you guys. So I support you for being here because this is a lot cheaper than therapy. Um... What do I want to talk about? You're really excited to be here. Is that your woman? Yeah. Ooh, does that make you feel like you feel prettier? Does that make you feel like he's blowing smoke up your ass? Oh. So he is blowing smoke up your ass. Like, are you a comic? Are you brown nosing? Because you got to go kiss Eugene's ass directly, man. You're going to back door. Old friends. That means he had a thing for her in college, you guys. Fair enough, I get it. He's a handsome gentleman. If I was into dudes, I'd think about it. He looks like he's well-established. I don't even know where I'm going with that. 
You guys, I probably masturbate too much. 37 years old, I started masturbating when I was 12. It's like 25 years that I've been masturbating three, four times an hour. They say it only takes 10,000 hours to perfect the skill. I've perfected that skill like three times over at this point, you guys. I'm practically a journeyman. I'm like a fucking professional. I have a lab coat. It's really stiff and white in the front. I do love that joke. Uh, no, seriously though, like every guy in here has been masturbating since they were a teenager and you're at least old enough to be in this bar. So to all the women in this bar, I'm gonna offer you a piece of advice. Don't bother trying to give a hand job. We appreciate the effort. It's like when a guy loads the dishwasher. He can get all the dishes in there and as soon as he steps away, you're just gonna go and redo it yourself anyways. <laughs> So instead of making that awkward waste of time, just give that guy a blowjob. It's the one thing he can't do for himself. I've tried, I wish I could. And it's not gay, it's my dick. Like, I know exactly where it's been, I know exactly how clean it is. Like, I'd rather put my dick in my mouth than my thumb most times. But every time I hit my thumb with a hammer, it goes straight in my mouth, like. How am I doing for time, Dick? <laughs> I have lap left or I've only done four minutes? Yes! This is, oh. Oh, it's, it's counting down, you guys. When it hits four minutes, I'm gonna go get high. Um. 420. Oh, indeed. Now I don't even remember what I was gonna fucking talk about. Now I'm just thinking about minutes. You guys, it occurred to me today that I might be black. I have an ex-wife that's just like a baby mama. All she does is bitch about money and how her new man is 100 times better than I am. I have piss poor credit. I'm practically unemployable. I've been arrested like 20 times. And all the black guys I work with have confirmed that those are all the same traits. <laughs> so it's, uh, man, I don't know. I just, just a thought I had. I don't have the dick though. I don't feel like it's fair. I'm just as likely to get arrested. None of the sexual benefits, you guys. Uh, I was single recently for like a week. And in that week, I was brave enough to try internet dating. Have any of you ever been on Tinder? Yeah. Like one brave soul in the back. I've done it. I've done it. You guys, in my age group, every woman on Tinder is either on top of a 14er or in a group photo at a Bible camp. And both of those are red flags to me. Group photos are red flag because you don't know which one you're looking at. And Bible camp's a flag because I'm not religious. If you're on top of a 14er, I have nothing to offer you. Do I look like I could even drive to the top of a 14er? <laughs> so I got off Tinder. And then I was thinking, what other apps do I not need on my phone anymore? I started thinking, I've never actually done anything with Yelp except read fucked up Yelp reviews about places. And then I thought, man, what if there's women out there leaving fucked up Yelp reviews about me? 
And I figured the first one would be like, yeah, he's pretty good in bed, and he's kind of funny, but he lives with his mom, and he's basically broke. So good luck with that. Two stars. Second one reads, no, he's a really great cuddler. I had a really great time with him. I felt super safe anywhere we went until that one night I couldn't feed him. Three stars. And then there's this one from this guy, and he's like, man, we were all fucked up, and I offered him 100 bucks for an Arkansas mud flap, and he said, no, fuck that dude, no stars. I don't even know what an Arkansas mud flap is, you guys. She's like, what is that? Are you intrigued now? Are you going to Google it later? I bet it's really gross. You want to make something up right now? We can say that the Arkansas mud flap is just like the Milwaukee dismount, but inverted, and you twist your leg the other way. Does that make you feel better? You guys, how am I doing for time, Nick? <laughs> One minute. I'm going to leave you with this, you guys. Women, if you're out there and you're single, give a fat guy a chance. We eat everything, including pussy. I eat pussy like I eat cupcakes, and I fucking love cupcakes, you guys. I've been Bear Quattlebaum. Look me up at thatonepothead.com. Bear Quattlebaum, eating that pussy. And eating all the pussy. And save none for her, shit. She got shit to do later. I can't believe he said he was black. That's some bullshit right there, man. We both drive your car. Whoever gets pulled over is black. How about that? With that being said, I win, because I ain't taking no chances. I'm already black. They, they pulled me over going to the car and shit. Like, you know why I pulled you over? I ain't even getting the car yet. Shit. We're gonna keep this comedy show rolling right along. Before I do so, let's give a hand to the bar staff. Let's give them some love right quick. <laughs> Pouring drinks. Hope you guys are tipping. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers. They got kids, you know what I'm saying? They got light bills. Some of them don't sell weed, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> let's continue this show. This next lady coming to the stage. She's wonderful. And I hope I say her name right, because if not, she's gonna stab me. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, put your damn hands together for Katya Siciliano. Yeah, she's a, she's a model, she's just doing what she do, uh-oh. Break yourself. lessons I learned from my mother. Um, last week I actually found out why my parents' divorce didn't work out. And it kind of has to do with the fact that my dad is secretly Jewish and my mom is publicly a shopaholic. I know, it's great. I'm at that weird point in my life where half my friends are getting fit and 
ripped and having ads and shit. You know that nasty stuff? And uh, the other ones are like still day drinking, falling over themselves, <laughs> calling me to pick them up in the streets. And um, one of my really good friends, she uh, recently got into yoga. Like that's her thing now. And every time we hang out, she's like, you guys, you guys, it's okay, I do yoga, it's fine. Like I got this. And um, anytime there's like a cute guy around, she's like, guys, it's okay, I got this. I do yoga. Hello. Hi. Like how like 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 how flexible I am. Cute sailor man. How are you? That's right. Look at those happy hips, open hips. Jay. That's what I like. Yeah. We're walking down an alley the other day. We're all like huddling together because it's cold and we just got out of the bar and I feel like I'm freezing to death. We go down this alleyway because it's the last train and we need to go. And there's this creepy guy coming out of nowhere, probably has a knife. He's like, it's okay, you guys. I got this. I do yoga. It's fine. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Boom! Kicks him right in the balls! Number go, number go, number go! We all run to the light rail. And I'm <laughs> sure I'm convinced if Russia was to invade us right now she would be like it's okay you guys I got this all I have to do is see Putin and all I'm gonna do is crush him with my thighs of steel <laughs> like I said weird time in my life like a lot of my friends are currently getting significant others, talking about marriage, having children, buying houses, things I'm not ready for. And um, I finally, finally found someone. But uh, he's kind of uh, this type of guy that you call a disclaimer man. You know the one where you call up your friends like, don't judge me, okay? Don't judge me. <laughs> and they finally met him. And uh, as soon as they did, all they were like, okay, Captain, <laughs> bathroom, bathroom break, bathroom, bathroom, bathroom. And we all just. And in the bathroom, my best friend was standing in the corner. Just like, How could you do this to me? Like, why would you, why would you ever do this to me? This is, this is like so terrible. I, I have to be seen with this. Like, I don't even believe in like, in that thing, like, people out of their leagues. Like, I don't believe in that, but like, you're way better than him. Like, why would you do this to me? And then I have my other friend who's like, well, at least he's funny, right? Like, he's funny. He's funny. Oh shit, he's not funny. <laughs> and then we have my realist, my friend that I always go to. Katya, I'm sorry, but if you're not gonna have standards, I'm gonna have standards for you. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back to the table, we're gonna put the fucking breadsticks in our purses, and we're gonna go to the bar across the street and find you someone that isn't funny. <laughs> so I'm kind of still with them though. Disclaimer. But we're at that point in our relationship where 
I no longer pretend like I smell like cherry blossoms 24-7 and piss glitter. Uh, you know that point. And instead now, I'm just, I'm on the hunt. You know? Oh, what is this? You, <laughs> you left the toilet seat up on January 25th of 2015? Uh, that's, that's, that's interesting. Oh, what is this? You ordered pizza with olives and I had to pick them off? That's interesting. Oh, what's that I smell? Raisins. <laughs> Raisins to break up with you. All because you failed the most important test ever. The best friend test. That's right, he failed. My friends all hated him. They don't think he's funny. They don't think he's attractive. They think I'm better than him. And I always love my best friends, because they always think highly of me. And anyway, that's my time, so let's welcome Dick Black up. Katia Siciliano. That was some scary ass shit right there. She's gonna be on an episode of Snapped. I can see it now. Like, man, she had the fucking warning signs on stage. I'm telling you. I knew she was gonna kill that motherfucker. I knew she was. She had a demonic voice and killed that motherfucker. All right, let's keep this comedy show rolling. You ready for the next one? I said, are you ready? Please, put your damn hands together for Bethany Hernandez. Hernandez. Hello. So you guys, so you know, um, you know when you're in a, in a relationship and it's, it's pretty good, you know, it's like progressing, it's going well, it's healthy and all that, and you know, uh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't know how to talk about that. <laughs> I met a guy recently who uh, he he was not doing well, but he thought he was doing very well because uh, a moment arose and he was like, "Oh, this is the time. I'm gonna lay the big line right on her." And he leans he leans in and he whispers in my ear. He says. You look like Buenos Aires, 1997. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, to this day, I have no idea what he was trying to say about me, you know? Um, all, I, all I can really fathom is, like, I don't, I don't know what shape Buenos Aires is on a map, if it's maybe like this, I don't know. Uh, or maybe if it was a different shape in 1997, I have no idea. I'm not that good at geography. Um, but all I can really fathom is maybe like he was watching a lot of pageants in 1997. There was some contestant from Buenos Aires who also had uh, thick eyebrows and B cups and didn't speak English very well. And uh, I reminded him of that situation. Uh, and then I was thinking, how fucking old is this guy? Why am I talking to him? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
and, and while I'm processing all of this in my brain, I'm, I'm still looking at him and I can see in his face, he's thinking, oh yeah, that did it. That worked. Look at her. She is so wet right now. She is wet like, like, like Seattle, 1985. <laughs> That's the only way he knows how to compare things to other things. I'm really excited to be here uh, at, at our Ace Tavern. Um, th let's give it up for Ari's Tavern. I think this is a, this is a real cool place. I like it because there's a unisex bathroom. I love any place with a unisex bathroom. Because anybody can go in there. You don't know what's going on. I kind of want to just walk in on somebody real bad. That's my goal for the evening, you guys. Um, so, do you... Uh, do you ever realize, nope, that's not the next one. <laughs> the next one is, uh, I live with my mom, okay, right now, because I, I never made a plan, really. And, uh, so I'm living with my mom, which is pretty cool, actually. One thing that does suck, though, is my like pre-sleep ritual is totally fucked. Because um, what it usually is, is uh, I smoke a bowl indoors, and then give myself a good, loud orgasm. And then eat a whole bag of Cheetos. And watch, you know, put on the Gladiator or something. Something stupid, you know. And um, the second two haven't really changed. The first two have changed drastically, though. And it's really fucking up my rhythm. I like living with my mom, though, because um, cause she, she has, like, some cool habits. Uh, for instance... When the, uh, when the chip bag is almost empty, you know, she cuts the top half off of the bag, you know, so you don't have to get elbow deep in that shit. Cause that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just, I think that's great. If you're not doing that with your chips bags, you are welcome. It is a goddamned revelation. <laughs> Uh, well, the best thing, though, the very best thing about living with my mom is that I don't remember the last time I had a roommate who uh, gave a shit whether I lived or died. So that's been super nice to have back in my life, you know? Like, um, like oh, you're home. Cool. That's cool. You're home and not sold into prostitution somewhere. Awesome. Come in, come in, sit down. Let's, uh, let's watch this crime investigation show and celebrate the fact that your body is your own. Which is how, which is how I come home every night. That's what I come home to, and it's really nice. Pretty fucking cool. Do you ever realize that you are not your best friend's best friend? Shit's pretty sad. <laughs> it's... It sounds real sad. It sounds almost as sad as realizing that you are not your husband's wife. <laughs> but, you know, but, but then if you think about it, it's not actually that sad because you're also not your dentist's dentist. Well, who gives a fuck, you know? Some people just aren't dentists. And that's fine. That's really fine. Uh, they're, they're still going to clean your teeth, you know? So I'm cool about it. I'm happy about it. I think I'm a good friend, though. I think I'm a real good friend. I, you know, I walked my friend's dog while she was out of town. 
which is like my number one good deed, I guess. So maybe I should reevaluate some things. But um, <laughs> I, I did. I walked to my friend's dog. The thing is, though, I'm not a dog owner. I, I have a lizard because I didn't want a pet with a greater emotional capacity than I have. <laughs> so I have a lizard. Uh, having a lizard is, is kind of weird because they're not going to love you back, you know? Like, whenever I want to hang out with my pet lizard, her name's Babette, Babette just looks at me like, uh, are you going to eat me? Which, incidentally, is very similar to the first thought I have when meeting new men, which is, are you going to eat it? <laughs> so all that to say, I'm not a dog owner. I don't have a dog. Um, so when I was trying to walk my friend's dog, I didn't think about things like maybe take a little baggie with you in case the dog poops on the walk. And so I'm walking this dog, and of course, it decides to just squat in the middle of this immaculately kept lawn. Like, these people didn't do shit else with their life, but just, you know, trim their lawn and their hedges and uh, do thousand-piece puzzles all day or something. I don't know. And um, so this dog squats and poops there, and I was like, oh, fuck, I don't want to just leave it there, you know? And so I took the dog home, and then I got a little baggie from my friend's house, and I walked back to the yard where we were, um, and, and, I, and I picked up the poop, and I went back to my friend's house, and on the way back, I thought, hang on, hang on. Uh, there's no dog anywhere near me right now. And I, uh, I'm just carrying a bag of shit. <laughs> my own shit <laughs> that I just carry around in a bag in case it needs analysis or something, you know? I don't know. Alright, that's, that's it for me. Thanks, everybody. Dick Black! Keep it going for Bethany Hernandez. Give us some love. She's so cute. Talking about eating pussy. I'm like, that girl's crazy. <laughs> Put your phone over, girl. You? Tastes like chicken? No, chicken. <laughs> Let's keep this show rolling. Let's bring up your next comedian. She's over there. She's ready. Ladies and gentlemen, put your damn hands together for April Caprillion. Yay! Keep it going for live comedy, guys! Yay! I know, I, and I'm just gonna go ahead and claim um, the white dreadlocks person up front is my uncle. Uncle Moonshadow. He uh, made his way down the mountain from Boulder. You know, that's where all his type live, the white dreadlocks, mostly. So that species originated. No, it's cool. He drives a Subaru. So, like, he's legit as fuck for living in Boulder. Um, it's weird because you, I remember when he invited um, us over for dinner one time, and he was like, can you bring some meat to throw on the grill? 
And I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll bring some pork chops, whatever. And then the next thing is like, oh, um, would you mind bringing maybe a couple sides or a salad, perhaps? Okay, and some rolls. All right, I can get some dinner rolls. Then as I'm like on my way with the entire dinner, he sends a text like, if it's not too much trouble, can you bring some dish soap? <laughs> By Felicia, he is honestly the Felicia of the family. I'm not even gonna deny it, you are. But it's cool, he wears like seashells in his dreads and shit, so. It's kind of magical. No, it's weird, like, I'm actually not from here. I'm from, he's my only relative. I barely claim his ass 98% of the time. Um, I'm actually, I live in Denver. I've been in Denver two years. I'm from Chicago, and it's just real fucking different here. Like, it, it took me a while to adjust to living here. Like, people driving, I've never seen anything like it in my life. People, like, a lot of people do not know how to merge in this state. Like, I don't know if it's because they're from California or what, you know, but I'd like, it's like a zipper, people. It's the best way I can describe it. And like, good Lord. I mean, I know recreational weed is legal now, but does everyone have to wear pajama pants in public? The fuck? Oh, I hate that. And, like, I feel like dudes are super different. Like, I was recently single in the streets in Denver, and, you know, luckily I'm in a relationship right before Valentine's Day. So to all you single motherfuckers out there, I'm sorry. The struggle is real in this motherfucking town. Oh, my God. Trying to talk to guys at bars was, like, nothing I've ever experienced. I mean, I'm... Granted, I am used to, like, dudes, not necessarily thugs from Chicago, but, you know, guys that, like, stay strapped and maybe down to get my initials tatted on their neck eventually. <laughs> like, talking to these dudes, like, these randoms in Denver, it's like they want to talk to me about their gluten intolerances <laughs> and, like, their favorite gluten-free craft beers. <laughs> my natural reaction is, uh, what the fuck is a gluten? Oh, okay, everything delicious. Next. Ah, from Chicago. We eat all the gluten and then like a side of steak. You know, like a big plate, you know, separate just for the steak. That, I mean, there's a lot of vegans here too. Like you'd be thinking you're talking to a badass dude at a bar because he's all tatted up in like a leather vest and shit. But then you look down and you're like, mm, those pants are a little tight, too tight. And then, God damn it, she's a fucking vegan. <sighs> I knew it. I mean, I just, it's not that I'm discriminating. It's just that, you know, I need a man that's just strapping and strong with like a halfway decent, just immune system in general. And I feel like, you know, they're, they, they're all anemic because they're not eating meat or gluten. So it's ridiculous. Um, I got actually, I work in downtown Denver also. I work actually in an emergency department, which is highly inappropriate because I suffer from a severe, uh, just a medical condition, I call it. It hasn't really been recognized as one. But, like, I suffer from like severe resting bitch face, also known as waitress face. 
and I'm not clinical. So I'm up in this emergency department checking in these patients, judging nonstop with my face. Like, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous because 98% of the time, um, the people that are coming into the, e- the ER are just fucking... They, they're, they're completely idiots. They're dumb. They don't need to be there. Um, I don't know why they're there. I just checked in. A morbidly obese woman who was coming in for a severe ass pimple. And she was not ashamed about it at all when I was checking her in. Like, I would have been, like, way more ashamed and probably lied about why I was coming in and then, you know, tell the truth when I got back. You know, she was just out there. And, um, of course, like, you know, she had her jack-in-the-box apron still on, you know, because she's doing really well in life. And, you know, it's like, but you don't need an MD. You need a fucking rag on a stick or a hot bath to wash that ass. Like, why are you checking in? The fuck? You didn't see that Simpsons episode? You got to wash yourself with a rag on a stick, okay? I've got cracks and crevices. You got to get up in that shit, girl. Fuck. We save you about six or seven hours of your life. You know, and then... Like, it's, it's hilarious. Like, I just love that, like, I'm trusted enough to be, like, in a room alone with these patients that are coming in completely tripping their, like, faces off on LSD or ecstasy is a big one. And, you know, I just, I wait until, you know, everybody clears out and then I shut the door, nothing's being recorded, and I just have to fuck with them. Just because, you know, I mean, it's a 12-hour shift. I gotta entertain myself somehow. There was this guy, and he was, like, out of his fucking mind on mushrooms. And I was just like, And he was like, do you hear that, ma'am? And I was like, hear what? And he was like, it's just getting really fucking weird here really fast, ma'am. I'm, I'm just getting scared. And I was like, sir, you need to calm the fuck down. I don't hear shit. Like, you're tripping. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is just so embarrassing I'm here. And then I did it again, but then I started adding the die, die, kill, kill. <laughs> and then I fucking lost it. I started laughing. So then he started laughing, and then he told me I was sick, and I said, I know. Um, yeah, and in walks the doctor, and he was like, Doc, am I going to live? Tell me what's the prognosis. And he was like, um... Prognosis is you're having a real bad trip. You just need to calm down. It's going to pass. So that was it. I was just like, I snuck out of the room. So, I mean, it's sad when, like, the white girls come in from Lodo, just fucking white girl wasted. You know, you don't know who they are for hours. They're ETOH, just acting out, usually screaming, having to be restrained. They all come in with, like, their knees blown out of their pantyhose. Like, you're seeing total crotch shots up on the gurney. They're like, you son of a bitch! Dad, where are you? And you're like, oh, fuck. And it's just like, damn. Like, girl, you don't need to be in the ER. You need friends. Okay, because I'm not even trying to deny that I haven't been blackout wasted on multiple accounts. But, you know, I'm a good enough person to have friends that will like hog tie me and throw my ass in a bathtub until I sleep that shit off. Oh, she's vomiting? Turn her on her side. She'll wake up in the morning. 
No, we ain't taking her to St. Anthony's today. You know, these, these people need Jesus and friends in their life. But no, it's nice that I actually have a job now that my mom's not embarrassed to tell people where I work. Um, because before that, I was actually a romance specialist in an adult novelty store called Lover's Lane. And it's fucked up because at the time I was single and my name tag said April and underneath it, romance specialist. And I'm pretty sure when I was hired, like the manager knew I was an emotional eater and that my longest and most successful relationship was just my dog, Samson. I mean, we're going 10 years strong, guys. We've got a suicide pact. Uh, you know, when I'm out, he's out. But I mean, at this point, you know, he's more like a hostage and a life companion. No, I mean, like 10 years strong, he's like my little Elizabeth Smart. You know, even off leash, he doesn't run away. He really fucking loves me. But it's weird because at the sex shop, I had to learn how to spice up, you know, help other people. The Fifty Shades of Grey bullshit's out. I hate those books. I used to have to sell them. It's crazy. All these EMTs are telling me about stories of people calling 911 because they're stuck in restraints and shit right now, sticking stuff up in places they have no business sticking. You know, so back when I was hustling that type of shit, I thought, okay, well, my, my usual masturbation material isn't really cutting it anymore. I need to spice up. I used to just imagine me and like a Lionheart Jean-Claude Van Damme just holding hands, walking along the shoreline. That's all I needed. Bam, I was there. It was beautiful and simple. Like now, like after working at the Smut Hut for so long, all of a sudden, I had to imagine a universal soldier, Jean-Claude Van Damme, all oiled up in a camouflage thong. We're not alone. In walks, under siege one, Steven Seagal, dressed in all black with his little slick back ponytail. I'm on all fours. I've got a ball gag in my mouth. My fucking ass is up. Steven Seagal's beating the shit out of me with a horse whip. And just as I'm about to get there, I realize, oh shit, I'm allergic to latex. And I'm terrified of threesomes. I can't even come punch myself in the clit to come anymore, guys. And that's it. Okay, you guys have been great. Thank you so much for having me. Give it up for Dick Black. Keep it going for April Caprillion. Liking her man to eat meat. That is some weird shit. You eat meat, motherfucker? We can't date. Smell like cucumbers. Yeah. Not you, your man. <laughs> Never fucking mind. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we are all here for. This is the end of the night. This is where we bring on the, the professionals, the ones that pay rent with comedy. This dude's hilarious. Please welcome your headliner, Chuck Roy. Dick Black. Everybody right there. Uh, my landlord gonna say the funniest thing you said tonight was that I pay rent. <laughs> 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 well, that's a fun show. Give them all a nice round of applause. There's plenty of good comedians. Lots of ladies. 
We learned a lot. Did you learn? I learned. I learned. We started with a young girl who taught us that uh, she could fuck her yoga instructor. And, and that that guy wasn't gay. Right? That's what I learned. I was like, how's there a yoga instructor that's not gay? Just me on that one. <laughs> Every yoga instructor I know is gay. Uh, I suppose this far from downtown, they say they're straight. <laughs> Come on. I read the same newspaper you do. I know how you vote. All right. Uh, <laughs> we also learned... Fifty Shades of Grey's got one star, right? Dakota Johnson. That's the young lady who's starring in it. She's very pretty. She looks like a young Bruce Jenner. <laughs> They're groaning on this side, man. You shook your head no on that one. All right. Is this close to Boulder? Are we that politically correct? me? All right. I'll, I'll try to clean it up and make it more accessible to you all. <laughs> I'll try to find the proper name of the people I stereotype and insult. I'm old school. I do this comedy with an old school IBM stereotypewriter. You've been a tough crowd all night. Don't think I'm sitting here going, I'm going to try real hard, you know. I, uh, I see how you ate up the 50 gray shades of gray joke. Uh, I, I know how you fight me every time I come here, Ari. That's, you, always, you always quit on me early. You go out like an Oregon governor. <laughs> come on, that story's six hours old. I had six hours to try and figure out how I was going to work it in on this set. You know, I like, I like doing fresh for you. I like doing fresh for you. I know they got a little homophobic today, but what do you want me to do? I didn't pick what Bruce Jenner was going to do. Right? And I just I had to look up Dakota Johnson. I, that joke is fucking fresh. Speaking of fresh, I talked to my sister. Uh, she sent a Valentine's Day card. I had to send her, I had to call her and say thank you. Uh, I knew it was my Valentine's Day card. It was in a pink envelope. Um, she doesn't like that. The St. Patrick's Day card is probably already in the mail. Uh, it's not even Valentine's Day, but she's officious like that. She sends cards for every holiday and she sends them on time, which I think is amazing. Uh, last year we got a card for every holiday. There's, there's Valentine's Day then it's St. Patrick's Day, then Easter, then my birthday is in the middle of summer, then Halloween and Thanksgiving. That's, that's a little excessive, I think. Uh, Christmas is the one I always, I don't even send that one. And she trumps me that hard. Last year she did it too much. She sent us Arbor Day cards. I called her up and I was like, honey, how about an e-card on Arbor Day? You know, I think the trees would appreciate that. see how she does that this year. That's, I haven't talked to my dad today. He went hiking. That's I'll call him tomorrow. That's find out if he got back okay. Uh, that's the rule. We got to call by Saturday afternoon. Find out if he goes gets back okay from his Friday day hike. They give us one day so we can dream. <laughs> you know, what if he doesn't come back? 
Sorry, did he raise you? All right, he didn't. Uh, I'll, I'll, do the, I'll do the opinion making on my dad. Uh, he's a good guy, a bit of a prick. Uh, on a Friday night like tonight, you know, that's uh, we'd have three choices when we were kids. We were either going to stay home and watch Dukes of Hazard, or uh, we were going to get in the van and go to his sister's house two hours away in Vermont. And that's, uh, I, I now I get it, what my dad would have to go through to make that happen. I lived for those days we'd go to Vermont. Meant I'd see my cousin, and then we'd get to play guns. And that, they, you probably can't do that here in Colorado. Uh, Sorry. Uh, me, uh, we grew up playing guns. That was our game. I, we fought some of the greatest wars ever in basements all over New England. I fought in World War II. It was my favorite war. I found out I could never fight in Vietnam. Because when I yelled Charlie, it's weird. <laughs> That one's a bit of a thinker. <laughs> he really went there with me on that. Uh, I appreciate my parents putting together good family vacations. They always came up with good stuff. We'd get in a van and we'd go to places like Hershey Park. You know, never anything like Florida. My parents worked real hard, but they drove a van, not a minivan. My mom, my mom had a 15-passenger cargo van to shuttle around three kids. I think that's why I'm fat. <laughs> I just made room for us. And she would haul that thing around. She was pretty good at it. I remember one time she went a little too quick in her routine, and uh, I was left just swinging out the van, uh, uh, holding the door, and just whipping out there. And I just go, Mom, Mom. And, and she looked over and hauled me back in, like one handed. And that was pretty good for her. She was a tiny little lady, and I was a big, fat bear. Uh, and she saved my life. Uh, I remember the one time that van got attacked. We were in Canada visiting her parents, and uh, some kids threw snowballs at our van. And uh, it made this little bear a little mad. Uh, we're Americans. We're in Canada. We're on foreign soil. I don't know how you were raised, but I was raised to kick ass in moments like that. And against Canadians? Those faggots? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it, but remember earlier you got all fucking lippy and politically correct, and I was like, ah, call them faggots. Uh, people get mad when you say faggots. They really do these days. You know, they get even more mad when you sing it. Anyway, uh, this is the only time in my life my parents said we could get into a fight. Uh, when we got to my grandparents, when the kids threw snowballs at us, they didn't know they were just throwing snowballs at cars in traffic. We pulled into my grandparents' house, which was the next house up, and itching for some go action. And he, my dad was, he's a farm boy, so he was like, yeah, go ahead. We're like, dad, can we go fucking get him? And being cursed, but dad, can we go get him? And he's like, yes, you can. And that, that one surprised me. Like, I was the littlest, and I wanted to be in the fight, but I was pretty much counting on my parents going, no. <laughs> like, I was that amount of brave. Like, yeah, we're going to go fight him. I hope you say no. <laughs> and then my dad was like, you go get him. And uh, then my mom was like, just put your snow pants on. 
That's mom logic for a fight, you know? Like, you go kick their ass, but I don't want you to be cold. And... Get wet. Uh, they're good people. Uh, that's, uh, I like them. I talked to my mom today. She asked me what I did today, this morning. Uh, all I did was, it's so darn sunny, right? You know, and where I, my family's from, my sister's back there in New England, it's, they're on their third blizzard in like two weeks, and I had to call her and tell her I'm on my third blizzard in two days. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are the other Dairy Queen fans in the house. Uh, the rest of you, step it up. Um, I'm last, this is it, this is it. You don't get any more jokes after this. Um, you haven't enjoyed a lot of them during the show, so just fucking throw them out a little bit on this one. Like, two or three laughs, even if you even if you don't want to. Just be like, was he going for one? Oh, I'll throw two now, because I'm, I'm stacked up with extras. <laughs> Some of you spend laughs like Bitcoin. <laughs> right? You know, I'm not doing all the good ones, miss. Not from the albums tonight. It's a free show. You gotta, you gotta pay ten to see the ones from the albums I don't have. That part's important. I went and checked on my otter today. That's all I did. Is, uh, and I, some of you, you got to fish this again on me, young man. Uh, it's an otter. It uh, lives in the Cherry Creek, and uh, I've already previously been told it's most likely not an otter. Uh, I received an email from a friend after talking about my otter at a party. My friend said, Bear, I really loved your anecdote about the otter. Just wanted to make sure you knew, most likely not an otter, as otters are not indigenous to Colorado. What you saw is most likely a muskrat. And um, I didn't reply to the email. I called my friend, because uh, when you're mad, you don't reply to an email. You call that person. And uh, I asked him, are douchebags indigenous to Colorado? Uh, <laughs> fucking otter and um, who tells anecdotes who the fuck tells anecdotes um, I was born in 1972 that's I was born in a previous century and I still don't tell anecdotes I'm confident of that I think that was even one century previous to mine is when the last anecdote was spoken Has anybody got a good anecdote they want to share it's a hot crowd I'm sure they'll love it like, who the fuck tells anecdotes and who would correct? I, just, I get that it's a muskrat, but otter, it's my fucking otter. It's just cute. I was just telling a story about how I was watching it swim across the creek and had a little grass in its mouth and, mm, mm, and it had such a work ethic. I was impressed and I, I'll go back and check on him from time to time. Uh, it was during the DNC when we had the convention here. That's when I got worried about my otter is... Uh, we flooded the connect that's we flooded the Cherry Creek. Did you know that? When the Democrats came here, the Cherry Creek, it's normally it's August, the, the river's low. Uh, that that's normal, right? It's summer, the rivers are low. Liberals can't handle that, apparently. Um, so they raised the water level of the Cherry Creek so the creek would look like a river doesn't. <laughs> in August, um, so that, that's wicked natural and organic. Um, 
All I know is that otters or muskrats, regardless of their nature, they don't know what a democratic national convention is. They don't know why the water's coming up in their house. They don't know what Democrats are. They just know that uh, it's getting a little harder to breathe. Hope, hope this changes. That's, he's a, a feisty little guy. And I think potentially he is an otter. I have that kind of faith in the world. I don't know what kind of world you see, but I see the world where it's, there's a strong potential it could be an otter. What if 500 years ago there was a battle, right? Just between elk and buffalo. 500 years ago, were there a lot of people hanging out in Denver? No, no, just some plains, just elk and buffalo. And they would argue, they'd have little tussles. And so imagine a massive battle and there's dead elk and dead buffalo, and wounded, and along cometh a little bunny who sees the wounded and sees that as wrong and does his bunny little best to ferry water and carrots to the wounded and try to care for it and bury the massive amount of dead. That's a lot for a bunny to do. And God himself, God, comes down from heaven and says to the bunny, you bunny are everything I have built this world for. You are trying to heal the wounded, take care of the sick and bury the dead. From here on out, you're an otter. You will live in the Cherry Creek. You will see the city of Denver grow and prosper. They will love their Broncos. And occasionally a man with a beard will come and feed you bagel. That's the way it ought to be. Chuck Roy! Give us some love. Come on now, give us some love. Don't you even think about giving him an auto pop. No auto pops. That's what's up, man. That was a great show. Did you guys enjoy yourself? Did you? Well, let the comedians hear it. Give them some love right quick. Each comedian that came up. Piper Shepard, Shanae Ross, Bear Quattlebaum, Katya Siciliano, Bethany Hernandez, April Caprinian, and of course, Chuck motherfucking Roy. Give them some love. And a hand to the staff. Give the bar staff some love. Last but not least, Eugene King. Give him some love. Eugene Kenny, the Uke Show. And I've been your host, Dick Black. Thank you guys for coming out supporting live comedy. You ladies are single. And you got a condom? Let's do this. I'll be Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs>